Hello, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite-Sized Cybercrime, the podcast where we discuss cybercrimes and cybersecurity topics. And with our lives becoming more and more online, cybercrime is becoming a more and more serious problem that impacts more and more aspects of our lives. Services that used to be in-person only have now moved to the web, and new businesses are being born that strictly operate online, no brick and mortar necessary. In more recent years, this has been the case with healthcare, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic, which has been met with mixed reception, we'll say. BetterHelp, for example, is an online-only therapy service that matches you with a therapist to make the process easier. However, BetterHelp has also received criticism for poor privacy practices and recently settled with the FTC over sharing sensitive patient data with advertisers. But BetterHelp isn't the only remote telehealth company. No, today we are talking about Cerebral, a telehealth company that provides online therapy and even medication management for mental health conditions. Who also had a breach of patient privacy. So, what happened? Did a hacker break into Cerebral's network and steal patient data? No, not exactly, but one important thing to realize is that a cybersecurity incident does not always involve a hacker. And in fact, most incidents are internal users accidentally causing an incident or misconfiguration by a security team. Last week, Cerebral posted on their site that they had been using invisible pixel trackers from Google, Meta, TikTok, and other third parties since October of 2019. Chloe, what is a pixel tracker? I'm so glad you asked. A pixel tracker is, as the name implies, a very teeny tiny often hidden pixel. But this little graphic is a very powerful tool, as it contains code that tracks your behavior and is often used by digital marketers to gather data on things like how you interact with a web page or how you interact with ads or data you input. You may see why this is a problem to have on a website and app that contains sensitive medical information. In a notice of HIPAA privacy breach released by Cerebral themselves, they stated that they had initiated a review of their use of tracking technologies and data sharing practices involving subcontractors, and then determined that they may have disclosed information classified as PHI, or Protected Health Information, to third parties without HIPAA-required assurances. The amount of data that third parties such as Google, Meta, TikTok, and the other subcontractors obtained varies based on how much information was submitted to Cerebral by the user. Information potentially exposed as listed by Cerebral includes full names, phone numbers, email addresses, dates of birth, IP addresses, client ID numbers, demographic information like race, age, gender, etc., the stuff you complete on intake forms self-assessment responses for mental health purposes, subscription plan information, appointment dates, treatment details, and other clinical information, and finally, health insurance information. Whew. Although Cerebral clarified that your social security number and banking information was indeed safe, this is still a shocking amount of information given to multiple different companies and directly includes protected health information, which can be a touchy subject, especially for stigmatized mental illnesses. Cerebral has modified their trackers so that PHI is no longer revealed to advertisers and offered to cover the cost of credit monitoring for those at risk of identity theft. I don't think identity theft is likely to occur in these circumstances, as this data was really only given to a small set of companies and not posted on the dark web for people to purchase, but it is better to be safe than sorry when it comes to identity theft. Unfortunately, as the third parties that now have this data are not covered entities by HIPAA, 
they are under no obligation to delete it, so a breach is still possible, though I think unlikely in the future. This data breach affects 3.1 million patients since the trackers were in use starting October of 2019 and until the discovery of the misuse in March of 2023, which is nearly three and a half years of patient privacy being compromised. According to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Office for Civil Rights, this is the second large healthcare data breach in 2023 so far. So, is there anything you can do about this data breach? You can use tracking blocking browser extensions such as DuckDuckGo or Privacy Badger to avoid trackers. And Cerebral said you can change your password, but I don't think that's really necessary as passwords were never touched in this breach, but still, I would never discourage you from doing that. You should do that. But you may also want to actually read the privacy policy and terms of service before signing up for websites and apps. Yes, I am aware no one reads them, but if you are concerned about how your data is used, it may not be a bad idea to at least give them a skim over. I personally do read that because I am a nerd. However, if you're really not about reading the TOS, Mozilla, the creators of my favorite web browser Firefox, also have a blog called Privacy Not Included that includes reviews of data use and privacy policies for different apps and even products. There may be some biases, as Mozilla is a tech company themselves, however, users can also vote on the creepiness of privacy practices themselves. I don't agree with every one of Mozilla's takes on the creepiness of some of the privacy practices, so being able to see user scores is also very helpful. But there are other similar blogs, this is just the one I personally look at. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite Size Cybercrime, and another thanks to Bleeping Computer, TechCrunch, Security Week, and of course the Department of Health and Human Services for information on this data breach and its implications. I will see you all next week, but until then, stay secure!